This is a podcast by The Straits Times. If you live in Singapore, you would have likely heard of the new property cooling measures that kicked in at the end of September. A 15-month waiting period for private homeowners who want to buy a HDB resale flat, a lower loan to value limit for HDB housing loans from 85% to 80%, and a stricter criteria to determine the maximum amount buyers can borrow from financial institutions. Some of the measures are also to ensure prudent borrowing. But is a lower loan limit really a bad thing? And if you're taking a bank loan, is it better to go with a fixed rate, floating rate or both? Let's take a look at a couple who are moving into their first HDB flat and the different housing loan options available to them. A young married couple has just moved into their 5-room BTO in Clementi. Because their flat application was made way back in 2017, they are entitled to the 90% loan-to-value limit. Some things to note here, at the point of their HDB flat application in 2017, they made the decision to take a HDB housing loan over a bank loan. That means they would have already paid half of the 10% deposit first and the remaining half when they collect their keys this year, soon. If they had decided to take a bank loan, they would have to pay the full 10% deposit then. Okay, so now let's work out the financials if they were to take the full 90% of the LTV limit. The price of a 5-room BTO in Clementi at the lower end is about $571,000. So they can loan up to almost $514,000 on HDB, paying the remaining 10% in cash or CPF. The maximum loan period for HDB housing loans is 25 years. With HDB's current 2.6% per annum concessionary interest rate, the total amount they would have to pay with interest would amount to about $699,400, of which $185,500 is interest alone. To lessen the amount of interest paid, the couple can choose to take a smaller loan amount and have a shorter loan period. So let's say they loan about 80% of the amount and repay it over a period of 20 years. With the 2.6% interest rate, the total amount paid would be around $586,200 with about $129,500 as interest. Compared to the previous loan example, the total amount difference is about $113,000. The difference in their monthly mortgage is just over $100. They may pay more upfront for the down payment, but overall, they are paying a smaller amount in total. So should you max out what you can borrow or take a lower amount? Well, it depends. Some things to consider are, how long are you going to stay in your first HDB flat? There are some who plan to sell and move on to another place within 10 years and would rather take a bigger loan and longer loan period so they don't have to put in so much money at first. So even if you don't intend to move within 10 years, some prefer to take a longer loan period anyway, as the HDB housing loan gives you the flexibility to make advance payments at any time, so you can still minimise the overall interest paid. If you decide to take a private loan first to pay for your HDB flat, you will not be able to switch to a HDB loan to finance the rest of your mortgage later. But what if you have to take a bank loan or have to refinance your bank loan soon? Gone are the good days when bank interest rates were below 2%. As of mid-November, fixed-rate home loans by banks are more than 4%. Compared to DBS and OCBC, UOB now has the highest rate with its two-year fixed rate package at 4.5% a year. The rates are valid for a few years and are subject to change due to market conditions. One should also factor in the current geopolitical climate, which has a knock-on effect on bank interest rates. 
In light of this, is it better to stick to a fixed rate housing loan or go for a floating rate or do a hybrid of both? There are options to do hybrid loans which contain a fixed rate portion and a floating rate portion, which may result in a lower total interest rate than if you were to stick with one type of loan. For example, with UOB, you could put half of your loan amount on a two-year fixed rate package and the other half on a three-month compounded SORA floating rate package. Now, what is SORA? SORA means Singapore Overnight Rate Average and it is meant to be a fair and transparent market benchmark rate that is refreshed every three months. The compounded SORA rate is done by computing actual transactions over a historical three-month period. UOB's floating rate package is a combination of the three-month compounded SORA rate plus their margin of 0.7%. DBS's floating rate package, on the other hand, has a margin of 1%. Even though the three-month compounded SORA has been rising over the past few months, the overall interest rate for the bank's floating rate packages is still under 4%. However, it's important to keep in mind that the bank can change their margin percentage, so the floating rate package may sometimes end up being higher than the fixed rate package. And some are anticipating further rate hikes in the United States. That's why some prefer to take a fixed rate loan, even if it's higher for now, because they want a peace of mind. That was a podcast by The Straits Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times, and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O.